What's up, boys and girls? Thank you for tuning in to the Josh Belcher Experience. I'm your host, Josh Belcher. Remember, this podcast is unique, just like all the other ones you listen to. The only thing that truly sets us apart is your host has an ADHD-driven mind, followed by a splash of bipolar tendencies. Now sit back, relax, hold on to your seats, and let's get this party started. I had the privilege to interview one of the funniest stand-up comedians in the game today, Dan Lamort. Now, if you get a second, go check out all his social medias, his Instagram, Twitter, Facebooks, etc. Every day he's posting funny things on there, and uh, they're just so hilarious that they'll make your cheeks hurt. Uh, he's coming to Nashville September 25th with his Infect Me Once tour. He's got a brand new album. Be sure to get your tickets. Uh, we're going to talk to him here just right around the corner. I was looking for different gyms to go to and I stumbled upon a Planet Fitness. What a pathetic excuse for a gym. Two days a week they give free pizza and bagels. I'm fat and never once have I been benching and thought, you know what would go good with this chest press? A slice of pepperoni. No, bring over the everything bagel with cream cheese. That's really going to activate the abs. That's what I need. Boys and girls, I'm so proud for the podcast. I've got uh, one of the most brilliant, he's so funny, uh, comics that you need to get to know, you need to learn about him. He's coming to Nashville to Zany, September 25th. Uh, Dan Lamort, how are you doing? What's going hey, on? Hey, what's going on? Thanks for having me on the podcast. <laughs> hey, dude, I just, it, it was it was all my honor because, uh, I'm, you know, I've been watching you and, like I said, reading your uh, your post. And then, you know, you've got, without telling too much of it away, I work part-time as a uh, weekend warrior at Planet Fitness, and your <laughs> jokes about that just had me going because... I love Planet about. Fitness. I mean, where else do you get the bucket of uh, candy right when you walk into a gym? <laughs> and on top of that, one thing that they're lagging on our end is that we don't have a Coke machine, and I don't understand why, because, I mean, who wants Gatorade and, like, uh, muscle milk with their pizza? Yeah, no, thank you. Not a Planet Fitness. Carbonated <laughs> beverages only. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Something that's really gonna weigh down the workout. Yeah, you just you you had that spot on there that is so funny. Like had my cheeks hurting. But anyway, we're pumped about the September twenty fifth show in Nashville. You've been here before, but not. I have. Runner. Yeah. And I've never been to actually. I've never performed at Zanies Nashville. I perform at the Zanies in Chicago a lot. It's actually where I recorded my last album. But I've never done the one in Zan- uh, in Nashville. I've done a rock club in Nashville one time. Uh, I think the Tin Roof it was called. Yeah, uh, many years watch. ago. Yeah, yeah. It was like my first tour. I was nineteen or twenty years old, and this is yeah. my first time back in town, actually. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and you know, to your credit, to be so polished as a young guy, you're not that old, and you're you're like already a veteran. How old are you? If I can ask. Uh, I'm twenty four now. I started doing stand up when I was uh, eighteen or nineteen, so about five, six years in the business now. I was going on the road pretty young too, because it was it was all I knew. You know, I was a baseball player, and then I kind of got hurt. I hurt my arm in college, lost my scholarship. And uh, kind of all I knew was then to just go on the road and tell jokes because I played baseball my whole life, so I figured why not just start telling jokes. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because you're you're a big frame guy. I was thinking maybe football, but yeah, baseball's right in there too. Yeah, I was a pitcher. Yeah. 
Right on. You got that going for you. You know, that was a pretty decent pitcher. Uh, did you ever play perform with Brody Stevens? He pitched for Arizona. Yeah, I knew uh, I knew Brody. Uh, you know, pretty well. Uh, you know, we hung out in Los Angeles and such. We were friends online through uh, baseball. We would talk uh, a lot. It was uh, he was a good dude. Yeah, pretty cool. He was um, a hell of a pitcher. He was he threw. He, he was still getting it up there, man. I remember when he used to have catches. He could still huck it up into the mid to high eighties. You know, he still had an arm on him. That's awesome. Yeah, you can feel that wind right before it hits your mitt when somebody's throwing it like that. Yeah, if I go out there and have a catch now, I am bedridden for a week at least. <laughs> it's it's bad. It's like damage. And it's not just like a week of pain. It's like if I have a catch now, that catch is with me for life. <laughs> I will feel it till the end. <laughs> <laughs> so if you ever have a field of dream moment, it's got to last. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. Well, hopefully if I, I'm the one walking out of the field, then, like, at least if you're a ghost baseball player, you probably don't hurt that bad. <laughs> that would suck if you still have, like, like my Tommy John surgery still hurts when I'm a ghost throwing. Man, that'd be unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, that that, that was, uh, you know, that'd be something to be on my mind if, you know, you're running out of corn. Um, but uh, anyway, you know, just discussing how funny you are. Um, Every day these tweets and on your social media, something that's coming out of your brain is so funny. How how does that run through your head? What is your process when you're po- doing all these posts? I don't – you know, it used to be a more like anal process where every night I would write a certain amount of tweets or jokes that I really liked myself, and then I would post the next day. And now it's kind of just all over the place just from getting a bit more, uh, more busy. But I always try to sit down and write a little bit. I used to – I try to go out into at least one public space a day, and people yeah. watch a bit. <laughs> I mean, you you have the knack like like you know being here in Nashville, like a good country country songwriter. I mean, people would kill to have that kind of talent, and just that flow you've got is just it's just pure brilliance. I mean, it, oh, it relates to everybody. It's not just secluded to like your area where you're from. I mean, you could come down here to Middle Tennessee, and you're going to blend in just fine. I think everybody's going to take to you and just really enjoy what you. Thank got you. That's on. that's the that's the whole, my whole vibe is I, I try to call it like campfire comedy. It's just like a guy sitting around a campfire telling stories and jokes and just like friends hanging out. Yeah. That's a, at the end, that's all that matters. Everyone can have a good time with it. Yeah. That's uh, that's going to be awesome. And like I said, and, and I have one more question for you, and I appreciate you talking with me. Um, the new album I saw, you know, post about that. It came out in August. Can you discuss that a little bit? Yeah, it came out uh, a couple weeks ago. You know, it debuted pretty well in the iTunes charts. It was, I was happy with it. I recorded it uh, in January at Danny's in Chicago uh, when it was negative, like, 26 degrees out. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, that's like one of my – when I was 19 and I just dropped out of college, like the first club that I worked on the road was Zany's. I drove down there from New Jersey. So like wow. for old time's sake, you know, they became the first club to feature me, headline me. So I figured I'd do the next album there, and I packed up the car for old time's sake, drove down there again, and we recorded a couple shows at their clubs. And that was – I really liked the way it turned out. You know, people seemed to have enjoyed it. It was uh, – it was. I didn't really like my first album in the sense that it was put out a bit too soon. And this yeah. one I was really particular with. I cut the hour exactly how I wanted it, you know, the 40 minutes I wanted to put out. So it was really, I was happy with it, thankfully. Glad it's over, though. It's a stressful process. <laughs> I, I, I bet. I can only imagine. I mean, even in the back of your mind, you know, you know, some, somebody's recording your every every whim. Uh, but uh, I'm holding out to get one until you get here. Uh, if I purchase one, would you sign it for me? Maybe take. Oh, a of course. Yes, we will. <laughs> Yeah, big ugly guy, uh, take a picture with me. It wouldn't help you none, but I'd like to have a collection. <laughs> Count me in, man. I'm looking forward to meeting you. It's going to be a good time in Nashville. Yeah, bro. Well, hey, safe travels. Thanks for talking with me once again. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me on. I'll see you in a month or so.
All right, brother. Uh, September 25th at Zaney's. Dan Lamore, appreciate you, guy. All right. Be well. Thanks again. Thank you. Bye. Here's Joe Levy with a taste of her song, Vinyl. Click it again. We're at the lounge at the Cittery Winery in Nashville, Tennessee. It's really loud. Uh, Josh Belcher for the Josh Belcher Experience. Sam Madewell, musician extraordinaire. Let's do it. Okay, now we are getting ready to see and then interview later Joy Levie, the Hawaiian sensation who's now going to take country music. Uh, uh, what do you think? What do you think about this night? Is this the ambiance? Do you feel, I don't know, how do you feel, Sam? It's a very sweet setup in here. Uh, Nice wine uh, collection of wines, different Nashville wines, uh, very nice stage. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty intimate evening. For, uh, a lot of good-looking people in here that uh, dressed in press. I mean, uh, looking right now, there's a guy that looks like uh, Prince Harry when he's about 40. You see him behind you there in the green? I do. He's got a really tight shirt. Past the crumpets? Yeah, past the crumpets. Okay, so we're going to get ready. For, look there. We're going to photobomb. Uh, we're getting ready to see Joy Levy. And then we'll get an interview with her. A uh, new CMT star on the rise has a showcase here. Uh, very nice, very good setup. Okay, so we're here with the amazingly talented uh, Joe Libby. Say it yes, right. yes. Beautiful name. I like your Hawaiian name too. I don't Thank know how to you. Oh, Lehoku. Um, beautiful. Um, Lehoku, yeah. Uh, you know, got the invite to come out here. Saw your YouTube and everything. Phenomenal, but but uh, live just killer. Thank we're, you. We were so yes. impressed. Uh, Thank thanks, you so thanks much. For, thanks for putting this on and and doing all your songs and anything. Just uh, tell us something. What, what's in the future for it? What else do you got going on besides this killer, uh, like, meet and greet type thing? Yeah, no, this was awesome. This was uh, in, in the works for, for a minute. Um, but um, I've been writing and writing and writing, and uh, me and Johnny, who's my producer, guitar player, also owns a publishing company. So we've just been writing music and putting single out by single and by single. Like, you know, most of you will do EPs, but I think singles are a little more... Yeah. They, they're more long-lasting, you know? Like, if you just put an EP out, it's, like, six songs and then... You have those six songs and then they're gone. But if you do like one song after another, they get more recognition for a long period of time and then another period of time. So. Yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot of people revert back to that, kind of like how they did in the 60s with the record press. You know, you'd get a song and then you're just hungry for the next one and so on and so forth. Right. Uh, the one you've got out now, you just did Nashville Today, right? Tell us about the song you did on there, right? Um, yeah, Stuck. Yeah. yeah, that one was my second one after um, Better. Yeah. And I wrote that with Skip Black and Brian Mayer and uh, it's been one of my favorite songs for a long time and we were producing it here and there. We didn't know if it was quite at its peak, and we were like, let's just go for it. Because sometimes you never know what the listener's going to want, and it's doing really well on Spotify and all those social platforms, yeah. so it's pretty awesome. Yeah, we were, we were blown away. I mean, it's cool to have, you know, Hawaiian descent yes. uh, taking over country now. Cool. We, it is. We, I'm the only one yeah, so yeah. far. <laughs> they not, might come out. <laughs> yeah, not too bad. Um, maybe you can do a duet one day. Uh, uh, the, uh, the Rock, he sings. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he's over. <laughs> he's over there sometimes. Oh yeah, The Rock. I thought yeah, you were. Dwayne I was thinking rock. of um, Kid Rock. I was like, well, no, he, he's <laughs> not that not one. But yeah. Well, oh yeah. Like Dwayne. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson. Yep. yep. Oh yeah. Try to plug. Get oh yeah. Do a little. Maybe we could do our own little uh, Disney movie. There you go. 
Why not? I wanted to do Moana, but my voice was too low, they said. They wouldn't accept. So, uh, (laughs) what else was I thinking for you? Um, The the one song, the one you played about the water and everything, I really liked that. Could you uh, talk more on that? Because you were talking about how you love the ocean, but then you come here and you enjoy. I just liked that. I thought that was a cool story. Yeah, Summer Sun. I wrote wrote that uh, about a year ago with... Well, that girl in the, right in, the, in the green, yeah. and then PJ, the other girl. She's kind of buff. I saw her back. Oh yeah, she she'll come she'll come into our writing sessions like in all in her like tank top, and we'll be like, oh my god, you kick my ass, and she's like five two. <laughs> um, but no, uh, that song's that song's awesome. It, 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 we wanted we wanted to have it come out this summer. We just didn't we didn't get it to its production level that we wanted to. Um, but I just love that feel good vibe, and I love because I grew up on a beach pretty much I only knew that so I didn't know that there was anything else and I loved Colorado I was that's like my second home the mountains all that stuff snowboarding the snow there's just something about being on the body of water that I don't I can't even describe the feeling and like being with your friends it's just like kind of carefree and you're not thinking about like work or where you need to be or phone calls because you're just in the you know it's not like you bring your phone in the water you're you're separated well the reason I wanted to kind of tie that into this um, you know about Muscle Shoals right Fame Studio all the magic there in the water oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, with a voice like yours there's no reason you got it we got to find a way to get you down there you got to go out and record because you've got that voice that they're looking for. Like, you get there, and that's what they're, like, the DVD and everything, the doc, the documentary, is based on the magic of the water this day. Yeah. And if you like water, I think you should do a tie. Oh, there. I love water. Yeah. We'll have to look that up. Do you have my email and stuff? I do. And like I awesome. said, um, Chelsea's sweetheart. She's good. You're, oh, yeah. You're a sweetheart, too. Oh, I really like her. I love Chelsea. She's life. And uh, <laughs> how do people, wanna, if they want to find out, you, what's your, what's your, me, uh, your social medias and all that? Yeah, so uh, Jolivi Music, so J-O-L-I-V-I Music, and it's on all social media platforms, yeah. so Jolivi Music everywhere. Yeah, I, I just started an Instagram today. You were my oh, first nice. picture of you on stage. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm That's trying to awesome. promote her. She's up here just I killing love the that. stage. So, so uh uh, touring right now what are you doing I've seen you've toured with like Gavin DeGrom people like that what, yeah. what are you doing as far as like out and playing um, well right now because this is kind of a it's kind of this is in you, in LA you can like you're like encouraged to perform yeah. and here you're like don't perform too much because then you're not going to be wanted you know because a lot of you know the Broadway stuff and all that stuff so you want to yeah you don't want to be like running around town performing everywhere so it's just so different than LA but so I've been doing mostly writing and stuff like that. And because of this show, I can't sing for 30 days because I have to sign a contract. So, really? Yeah. It's bizarre. Well, hey. It's you, crazy. I was yeah. like, okay, I got asked to do a couple other things. I'm like, 30-day break? I'll take it. That's fine. <laughs> um, I'm Midnight Rider. Yeah, you did oh, that. Yeah. I, did I? Okay. Yeah. Had, had the goosebumps pumping. Because all my brothers are just life to me. You'd yeah, be, yeah, be so proud of you. Oh, I love it. I was like, oh, man, she just killed it. Because, you know, you hear the intro to the guitar, and the first thing you think, you know, being like like native Tennessean, Southern rock fan, you're like, okay, if if you got that going, the next thing you have to do is produce, and I think you just did it justice. Thank you so much. And, yeah, and I, I, I couldn't have done it with all that rock too. Yeah, that band really, just the killing it. Great. I know. I, I and I, I'm always like, okay, just go, just go, like, go, go, go. And he's like, okay. And then and then they were like, then they were like going too. And I'm like, okay, we're not gonna do ten minute fucking like production here <laughs> like these people got things to do and stuff you know places to be so yeah it was very tasteful but like like I said and just just to brag on you for everybody that listens um I get invited to these all the time but yours you're just special I was like thank you, know, you. We definitely had to come check you out and it was well worth it thank uh, I don't you. see anything but great things for you and like I said Sam he was impressed uh, musician musician here he was back here air picking I, was like, I had to, I had to <laughs> tell you know, if she ever needs a spare player 
this is your man. Thank but, you. Um, I was, I loved that. Thank yeah. you. But uh, nothing but big things, and I'm a fan for life now. Thank and you so much. Good to have you just let me know, and I really appreciate it. My uh, co-host in a lot of these musical interviews I do, and friend Sam Madewell, um, recently shared with me that he had an encounter with a Bigfoot, or a Yeti, or a Sasquatch, or whatever you may want to call them, and um, I was very serious about it, so we decided to start uh, on our podcast a portion we're calling the Yeti's Burger Dress which uh, the reason I came up with that name is because when uh, Sam's beard is a little bit longer, it kind of looks like that of Abraham Lincoln, and then you add Yetis and Bigfoot in there, thought it'd be a good uh, cross-reference. So he's going to tell me a story of an actual account he had, and then in the following weeks, we're going to do interview people um, who have had encounters with Bigfoot. Uh, I'm more of a skeptic, but I'm also going to be non-biased and hear these people out, where Sam is a full-blown believer, so I've got him on here discussing a little bit about his encounter. And then next week we will have an interview, uh, the first on the inaugural portion of the Josh Belcher Experience, a portion of the podcast we're going to call the Yeti's Burger Dress. And just like with all the other stuff, if you have somebody that would be willing to discuss it, uh, their encounters with Bigfoot or whatever they call it, uh, have them hit me up at joshbelcher at hotmail.com. And here's Sam discussing a few encounters he's had with the uh, Sasquatch, as he calls it. So what, now you were talking about North Carolina, and that's where this festival is at, where I was saying is that with all these people, what did you see out in North Carolina? You told me about this. Uh, I mean, it's sort of a long story, but it was me and two buddies uh, one of the guy had uh, land in uh, basically in the foothills of the uh, Smoky Mountains. It was in, it was in Cherokee National Park, right outside of it. Uh-huh. And uh, so he had like this cab, this little uh, camper that just sat out there for a long time. And so we went up there to uh, go hiking. And you know, and if you uh, if you're like sitting at the the base of this land. And about 30 yards in front of you, it just shoots straight up into, like, the mountains. Uh-huh. Like, straight up, man. And it started to get dark. And there was all kinds of weird stuff in retrospect that happened. But it was starting to get dark. And uh, up, way up in the damn, up that mountain, you could hear something walking around. And I'm talking about it was, uh, it, it was huge, man. It was loud enough to where we heard it. And we were like, well, what is that? Like, we couldn't, I would just imagine something just tromping around, like some bear just tromping around, because it wasn't like either going or staying. It was just like walking around. And it was loud, and then no big deal, you know, and then we're sitting there cooking food, and all of a sudden these rocks started getting thrown down this mountain. We're like, well, that's weird. So we get up and we walk over there to it, to that area, and these boulders, dude, I'm talking about, I can't explain to you how big they were. But it was in one direct spot. They wasn't spread out. And it was intentional. And you would hear these big boulders come rolling down this mountain. And then it would come to a stop. And we walked up to one of them. 
Uh-huh. And then it was humongous. It was humongous. And that, that went on for like 15 minutes straight of just like these rocks getting thrown down this mountain. Yeah. And then, so we, we, I remember Dave thought that was really weird. We couldn't make sense of it. Anyways, we, we ate, drank a couple beers, and uh, we actually played, uh, uh, yeah, if that's on your phone, Josh, if you are recording me, that is going to, like, might mess up people talking, because it beeps in, like, every 10 seconds. I, dude, I don't hear that's what I don't know what you're talking about, buddy. I'm just sitting here in my room. Yeah, I don't, I don't either, but, uh. Uh, well, as it wasn't doing it when I was just on the phone a minute ago, to, but anyway, so, um, yeah, man, a lot of, a lot of stuff happened. Then these trees that sound like literally as loud as gunfire. Trees? 40 minutes. Okay, but, okay, why would they be violent towards you? Why? Yeah. Well, now listen. If, uh, there's a lot to take in. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of answers to that. There's a lot to take in. And stuff that, like I said, most people are just, just know about hearing the Henderson. So when I, I start explaining stuff to you that I've learned from listening to these, reading and listening to all this stuff, it sounds crazy. Because you're, you're just at the beginning of this. And like I said, I had I didn't believe in this stuff. I don't believe in leprechauns. I don't believe in unicorns. Blah blah blah. If you would have talked to me about Bigfoot two years ago, I would have laughed at you. I just wouldn't pay no attention to it. I thought I would have said the same thing. Harry and the Hendersons? You mean the one guy that walks around? Everybody assumes there's like one Bigfoot walking around the country, and that's not how it is. Um, I, have you ever heard of the Boogeyman? Of course. Well, uh, from hearing all these podcasts and listening to all these old-timers talk, they've all known about Bigfoot, but they called him the, him the Booger Man. Uh-huh. And, and they said he'll, you know, he'd come and get you. I think it got mistranslated into the Boogeyman now. But that's what, that, and down south, that's what all these hillbillies call Bigfoot. They call them Booger Mans. My grandma used to talk about this old big old uh, hairy dude that lived in the woods and they called him Old Smell. That was his name. And it was old a big smell. Old Smell. S-E-S-M-E-L-L. Smell. Uh-huh. And they stink real bad. And when I told my grandma that connection, she almost like flipped out. And I showed her a picture of a supposed real Sasquatch that this, this researcher taught. Yeah. And I swear to God, man, she's like, that looks like Old Smell. That's what she said. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, dude. There's all kinds of... There's this girl I was madly in love with, this Mormon. And we were driving to Burgess Falls, this this falls out in Cookville. And I'm driving her. And this was, this was after my encounter. But like I said, at the time, I had no idea what was going on in North Carolina. But this was after. And we were going to Burgess Falls. And she was like, did you see that? I'm like, what? She was like, I, I don't know what it was, but it was big and hairy and it was moving in the woods and I'm like I don't know you know I was just worried about like trying to kiss this girl yeah. you know and many years later like like while I was at GM I, when I realized what happened to me I remembered that happened to her and so I, I Facebook messenger I was like Daisy what was that you saw that time at Brick Falls and she put Bigfoot so she believes she saw it 
she's a Mormon, you know, and, and I mean, there's all kinds of stuff, dude. I've, and then up at my house, I don't even want to tell you about that shit. I'll show that, you these pictures. That's what I was interested about, because you said it screamed at you. I want to hear the story about your house. Uh, well, you, I just want to show you these pictures first. I heard it. I heard it snap in half, and and I swear to God, is is God's real, which I believe it is. And if He's listening to me, strike me dead. <clears throat> I was dating this girl in Huntsville, Alabama, and I was so that's right when I kind of found out about the Bigfoot thing, and I was obsessed with it, dude. It, it fucks with you, and it it does. And so I was obsessed with it. So I was looking up like. Uh, Bigfoot's in Alabama, and, and, and there's actually all kinds. There's supposedly one that's, he's, he's white. They see him a lot, and he's white. And I've been hearing that a lot from podcasts, that they're, uh, you know, like basically like a, a Yeti. But anyways, um, I know it sounds crazy and all that. I get it. But uh, so I come home. I swear to God, this is how this happened, Josh. I come home, man. I look up. I started to think about how that sounded to us in North Carolina. I just remembered that. So I went to YouTube and I typed in trees breaking in the middle of the woods. And I come across this one video and it's only about a 45 second video, but what the guy said that recorded it said that they heard these trees getting cracked in half or, or just snapped in half. So they walk up to it. And so that's when the video turns on and you see just these trees look like a tornado come through here, but they're all broke off at the same spot. And these guys don't know it. I don't even know if they've ever read any of the comments after posting the video. But there's all kinds of these, like, cubby holes up in the trees that they, they just didn't even know what they were looking for. They just had no idea. And one of the commenters at the bottom was like, you guys don't see it, but there's one staring at you at so-and-so minute, blah, blah, mark. And I, I screenshotted it. And dude, you gotta see this fucking thing. It's there one second, and then it's there, and it's there, and it's not. And it's literally there, right? So I'm like, holy shit, dude. I was listening to the, you know, hearing what it sounded like. I go to bed, that fucked with me. I go to bed, and I wake up to my guy who cuts my yard, my neighbor. Not my neighbor, he cuts my yard and was going to ask the neighbor. And he asked me if I had a chainsaw, and I said, why? And he said, because you got a big old tree down. Dude, and I walked outside, and after me looking that shit up about trees getting broken in half, trees getting broken in half, uh, Are you there was somebody. Yeah, man, they pulled right in front of me. Uh. But uh, I mean, there's, dude, I'm just telling you, there's a lot, and you listen to 500 people. There weren't, there wasn't the internet 20 years ago, and there's only been podcasts the past five, ten years. So no one had these outlets. You only heard about Bigfoot through your hillbilly uncle at a family reunion, and everybody laughed at him. Now there's podcasts, and there's the internet. You hear in, in Sasquatch Chronicles, this dude, like, him and his brother has had several encounters. They said they didn't believe in it either. He, he said his brother would have laughed at you if you would have brought this up. Well, they had their own encounters, so it freaked them out so bad he started a podcast and tried to help other people. Word's gotten out. And this is just people who's heard of it. There's probably people in their house that's gone crazy because they've seen this monster and they can't tell anybody, or if they have, they laughed at them. And they can't believe it, only because the rest of the public has been uh, thinking of Harry and Henderson's. 
or some cartoon. Yeah. You know, so they can't. It, it's 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 weaponized in a way. And uh, so when you hear 500 people and there's about three, two or three callers each episode. and they're not crazy they're not they're not you can tell they're not lying and it's consistent dude and like you hear them say that they had rocks thrown at them trees were broken half they were screamed at it's pretty weird man yeah I mean I'm talking about like very intelligent people anthropologists uh pilots firemen hunters and the biggest thing is, oh, that's just some dude in a gorilla suit. Really? <laughs> so it's hunting season in Alabama and Tennessee. I'm going to dress up in, in a bear suit during hunting season. And this, ha- and this happens a lot, supposedly. Because there's a lot of call-ins of that. So it's not just one crazy dude wanting to dress up as a monkey at, during hunting season with all these rednecks with guns. That, I guess there's a lot of people that just get together and do that. And don't worry about getting shot at. You know? Yeah, no, man. So everybody's like, well, where are they at? Well, we're telling you, but then you don't believe it. So if you, the proofs, like, people's like, well, let me see a picture. You show them a picture, then they're, oh, that's fake. So you can't make them believe it. There, there's, the, when people say, where are they at? Well, listen to these podcasts. They're calling in and telling you where they're at. That, I mean, they're there and and people are are seeing them and uh it's awful strange that 30 25 30 people go missing in national parks a year and some retired fbi agent found that out by doing his own research in these national parks these hunters and hikers go missing and then the president who designated our national park system was teddy roosevelt and he had a bigfoot encounter his trapper wrote about it. Oh, really? And he, yeah, look it up. He's the one who designated these national parks, and this is where people are seeing these animals. It's awful strange. Indians have been talking about them for 300 years. There's there's like 200 different words around the world for this animal. There's not 200 different worlds for unicorns and leprechauns. Yeah. You know? They're, they're, it's in Australia. It's called the Yahweh in Australia. It's everywhere. There's one in China. And if you look up the Gigantopithecus, it looks like King Kong. And that's in the Smithsonian, and that's, people believe that. Yeah. You know? So there's something to it, man. And I, what I think is that old Bigfoot footage you see, the real famous one, it's called uh, uh, the, Gimlin, the Gimlin film, the real famous one. Well, that, yeah, that one had breasts, you know? So why would someone just go out of their way some scammers to actually make it a female. <laughs> They're not going to do that. You just wouldn't think to do that. You just make it some big scary looking monkey. And they said that, uh, so I think ever since then, man, I think they've bioengineered them. And that's why we have different one, different kinds now. Like some of them they say are fucking enormous. These people that call in do not, won't shut up. They can't, they can't stress how fucking big they are. And they're like, you just don't understand. And then some of them call in, they're like, yeah, I've heard where people say that they're huge. And like, so like what I saw wasn't. They were kind of tall and lanky. So, so I'm going to send you one of these podcasts to listen to, and you'll hear 
the way that Wes at Sasquatch Chronicles, he's made a format out of it. And I really like the way he does it because he asks the same questions to these people. One of the questions that he likes to ask is, what do you think they are? Because we don't have one to study. So your guess, this person's guess is as good as anybody's. So yeah, it's really, is- inter- really interesting to hear what different people think. Yeah, and like I said, with the, the Gettysburg Address, they will just gather them all. Yeah, that's cool. So, just let me, if uh, if you feel like it, I'll send you one while you're sick there. Yeah. I, I told you, man, I had, a, I had a buddy who was a sheriff's deputy at work at GM, and we talked about it. He was a hunter, good old redneck, and he's like, <laughs> he just laughed about it, you know. And then I made him listen to one. And, dude, he, he almost flipped out. Just, he didn't, like I said, the same thing happened to me. I didn't realize that's what that was. But he, he's, had this, he's had this thing scream at him, and it's exactly what these people say. And that's what made him flip out. Uh, he had these rocks thrown at him at 4 o'clock, these huge boulders, while he was catfishing on the Duck River. And he said it was him and his cousin, and he said they were getting closer and closer. So they got so close that the water's actually splashing up on them. And he said they're huge rocks. And he said that he said he never figured out. They trolled down the the river. He said a good four miles, and he said as soon as he got there, they started getting thrown at him. And then I'm let him listen to where these things throw these rocks at him. He, now he's he's like listening to every one of them every day. That's all he talked about. Like he was obsessed with it. A full believer now because he just you just don't know that's what that is. Yeah, well, I need to listen to it to get a kind of an idea of what we're going to do with these people like this first guy we're talking to because I didn't realize how many people were into it. It isn't just a handful. It's it's hundreds. No, dude. Probably yes. Million. Yes. For real. And like I said, I get it how stupid it sounds, but when you start to listen to consistency, consistency of these stories, man. Yeah. Uh, I got, I mean, I've had more things. I'd like to take this time to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to the Josh Belcher Experience podcast. You keep listening to them, and I'll keep making them. If you got anybody that you know you think might be a good fit for the show as far as the interview goes, have them hit me up at joshbelcher at hotmail.com. Dot com. Special thanks to Dan Lamort, um, funny, brilliant stand-up comedian who's going to be coming to Nashville Zanies in September. Uh, Joy the V, the uh, new Hawaiian country music artist who is taking the genre by storm. I went and checked her out at the City Winery, did a little expedition there. Fantastic music, uh, great personality, great interview. And also special thanks to my co-host and co-friend, Sam Madewell who was brave enough to share his story about his experience with Bigfoot. Uh, We had a maiden voyage of what we're going to be calling the Yettysburg Address, where here in the next couple of weeks we're going to be experimenting by interviewing people who have had actual encounters with said Bigfoot. So stay tuned for that. And remember, I love you for you and where you're at in life. Have a great week, take care of yourselves, and I'll see you down the line. All right, thank you.